Welcome to the Level Design Podcast with Scott Zern, professional engineer with over three decades of experience and founder of Level Design Partners, a for-benefit company striving to bring prosperity to the design professional. Check out what they're up to at leveldesignpartners.com. This podcast will be exploring the ins and outs of the design industry, bringing new thinking to outdated systems, and aiming to restore value and honor to the unique people who choose to be designers, engineers, and architects. We'll be discussing how you can thrive in this industry by creating more freedom, flexibility, and financial security as a design professional, regardless of your current situation. Hello, I'm your host, Scott Zern. We're talking about today a really interesting topic, uh, interesting discovery uh, regarding what we found out about fair market value and the fact that the industry or the feeling that the industry isn't going to increase your fair market value through your career. We hope you enjoy it. It's a a very interesting topic. Let's get into it. In this conversation for today, what we're calling or what we're talking about fair market value is about what the client is agreeing to pay for your experience and talent to deliver a desired project outcome. Of course, this can be an individual, yourself. It could be a group of designers, a firm. Uh, Often those costs, fair market value, include staff, overhead, and in some cases, uh, profit, agree to profit, depending on the project delivery philosophy. Examples, you know, construction management, design build, those type of structures. Bottom line, an agreed fee, a fair market value, an agreed fee between you and your client, firm and a client, maybe it's mutual dissatisfaction between both parties, is what we're talking about today is the fair market value. So in that regard, um, Let's, let's look at what's going on with um, this fair market value. So over the decades, here's what I've observed in my, in my public sector work, in my private sector work. In the public sector, uh, it, quite frankly, it was the public work sector. Uh, literally uh, hundreds of RFPs that, that I produced in building buildings and recreation centers, water, wastewater, we had a bridge and transportation, if you get the feel for that. Everything government builds, um, I was involved in writing RFPs for. So I was, I was seeing proposals coming back with fee structures. And then, of course, in the private sector, trying to capture that same work. You know, saw a lot of this back and forth about fees and what was going on. And in that process, almost at a, at a conscious level, I was aware of something that was going on. But at a conscious level, I was, was keeping a lid on it uh, for myself. What I was seeing over the decades in our industry is these fees were not changing uh, really much at all. Over three decades, in fact, there was almost no increase. I was seeing just really small, small increases over, over a 30-plus year career uh, in, our, in our architectural and engineering fees that were, that were in these proposals. What we do now, or what I was in the back of my mind, was there is a, something called inflation. And what was going on here was somehow in this, this service that we provide, this important service, and it is important, right? We, we weren't seeing, or I wasn't seeing an increase. And really, the rest of the world was increasing, but not in our field. As I made a commitment to the rest of my career to curing this declining quality of life amongst design professionals, I needed to be clear about this fair market value uh, perception that I had and, and, and do some research, look back and look forward 
and understand what appeared to be stagnation of the, of the profession's uh, fair market value. And as I looked around in other critical industries, uh, it seemed that critical industries like ours were improving, but ours appeared to be flat. So I began to research and uh, really uh, was an aha moment, kind of like seeing your video of your kid doing something bad to the, to the neighbor's cat. Despite the rhetoric and noise from the kid, you know, the truth is in the data. And as we look back, here's the truth. The data shows that fees have declined. The fair market value, our fair market value has declined nearly 10% since the 70s after we adjust for inflation. So let's clarify this historical data a little bit. If you're an architect or engineer in the building industry and not the tech industry, the data shows the average salary has declined nearly 10%. Okay, so the baseline average of our fees has been declining. You look at things like outsourcing efficiencies and, and that type of thing. This, this fair market value, um, I estimate, uh, probably will not get better in the next four years just from looking in the rearview mirror from four years ago and looking forward, likely this fair market value won't get much better. It'll stay about the same, um, maybe even a little bit steeper decline uh, given what's happening with outsourcing. So the, the truth regarding our fair market value rate is that it is constant or even declining despite the industry's efforts to teach you or teach us how to better convince your client that your value uh, should demand uh, higher pay. So let's assume that's had that you know we know uh, that that's been going on for 50 years, letting the client know that you have more value and convincing that client to pay more. But in fact, that hasn't been productive. So what's happening here? Uh, so uh, here, here's here's my thought on it. What what is the biggest client, the biggest customer in our industry? What is the what is the bigger biggest producer of work? Is the public sector. And if you look at the public sector, the public sector is accountable to us as taxpayers. So uh, if you look at uh, the pressure from the taxpayer, um, really, uh, that our biggest, our biggest client has, that is controlling our fair market value and government's doing a very efficient job of keeping it at the rate of inflation. So it, it does not take, uh, you could go to, and I encourage you to go to your, your local uh, board meeting, your local council or commissioner's meetings, and, and, and you'll find in these meetings, and if you watch, if you please go and watch this process, uh, you'll see the staffs of the, of the governments uh, making recommendations to the deciding body uh, representatives to award to the lowest responsible cost for delivering the consulting services. So that's, in, in my mind, uh, there's your answer to what's been going on uh, over uh, the decades is our largest our largest client is our government. And these fees, baseline fees, these, these equator fees are, are established by government and, and successfully kept to inflation rates or even lower despite everything we've done regarding talk about alternative project delivery, uh, you know, our values and that type of thing. And of course, this crosses over to the private sector as the private sector, uh, you know, it's very public about what rates that engineers and architects uh, services are uh, and the private sector uh, that, that keeping those checks and balances that, that government has echoes into the private sector and our overall fees are indefinitely tied to inflation in the future as it has in the past. 
because our largest customer is government. Going back in the history and the data, it tells us uh, the last 40, 50 years, uh, we, as a average salary, as our income in the building industry, is in decline. And it's, and it's basically following the inflation rate and not changing much. So if you're waiting for, you know, we talk about over here, or we're talking about is the industry going to change on our behalf, uh, we, we're not seeing that in the past 40 years. And with issues like outsourcing and government influencing the, the, the bulk of your fair market value, I don't think that's going to change in the future uh, as long as governments are our major customer. So here, here's the upside. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of folks will, will tell me, well, you know, I'm really good at selling myself. Um, I'm, I'm really good at I'm going to create my own firm. And I'm going to do well, and and that's absolutely supportive of that. Uh, some of you will do much better than others, uh, but that's the way it was in the past, also, and that's represented in that data. The average is representing uh, those of you that did very well in the past, and those of you will do very well in the future. So we don't want to uh, cast uh, some unrealities to that, because as in the past, a lot of us did well and a lot much better than others. So, but the average is the average. The data is the data, and it's looking the same or a little bit of a, a little bit of decline from outsourcing to other social economic areas that, that require less pay. Um, so, if you think there's going to be some magic uptick to the value, it it's likely not coming in our industry. So, in order to change your income, uh, we've worked. We're working hard on. We need to think differently about. Uh, the fair market value uh, and the business structure of architecture and engineering. If the fair market value is essentially fixed or, or, or closely fixed, other than the the really good performers out there, if, if the income average is fixed to the inflation rate, then we've got a fixed a fixed variable. The thing to work on at that point is how can a design professional who wants to thrive differently than the last 40 or 50 years is to work in a different business structure, a different model in which you keep more of your fair market value. So the data uh, regarding fair market value, um, let's say, uh, for an example, I'll pick one of your disciplines out there as a structural engineer, um, average salary today published at about $89,000 annually. Now, this is the average. So uh, a graduate structural engineer may, may hit, hit the, uh, the career at $55,000, let us say, maybe upwardly a, a 30-, 40-year career ending at $125,000. Of course, you know, there's a small percentage of structural engineers going to be making more than that uh, because they might be in a, a volatile, hot area, like, let's say, oil and gas. But currently published, the average structural engineer is $89,000. So this fair market value fixed to inflation uh, idea or, or, or if the past is mirrored forward because of the public sector's influence on fair market value, you know, in 40 years, that structural engineer average adjusted for inflation is still 89000 So, uh, you know, your, your career for as a structural engineer likely going to be a 40-year career. If you put in 40 years, you're going to be somewhere between two to three million dollars for your total career market value that's what that's what you're bringing home your total value to, that you brought in your entire career two to three million 
let's pick on the traditional firm for a bit. So a, a traditional firm that that structural engineer worked under that fair market value to the client, the firm collected maybe for let's pick three million for example. That firm, that traditional firm, collected about eight point four million on the life of that career uh, structural engineer. So the so the structural engineer got three million. The firm got 8.4 for that same work, and the next 40 years, this does not uh, look like it's going to change. Okay, so we're getting close to our, our, our communication here on fair market value and our thoughts. Uh, big takeaway here. Um, most of us may be thinking uh, you're going to magically see some uptick or you're going to be brilliant in convincing uh, your client that you, there's more value into your worth and you should get paid more, but... The average, uh, because of uh, the public sector's influence, it's just not coming. You're not going to see a great difference in your fair market value. There's going to be occasional wins, occasional losses, and the average is, is just going to be pretty close uh, in my mind. So in, in order to change your take-home, your, your income, your, your, your uh, overall uh, worth, you need to think differently in my mind and, and change the structure you're in. This this fair market value, this issue of of you making a third and the firm's making two thirds, the clients the clients uh, paying for uh, something, uh, your talent and you're getting a third or a quarter even is what we're hearing. Um, in, in order to to change that, you're you're going to have to think about changing the structure you're in to keep more of your fair market value. To look at this difference about between the three million in your career, from the eight point five million that the firm captures for your work, that is where the shift is. Where we're focused um, on level design partners, uh, that was the big aha uh-huh for us in the data. Is that's where to focus our difference for the design professional. This podcast is in part a foundation for open conversation regarding the A and E industry. In future episodes, we'll discuss the realities of the industry today and what the future may look like. It is our belief that positive changes for architects and engineers is not the obligation of the industry, but rather your choice to reimagine how we work together. We invite you to join us in creating a world in which design professionals thrive. Get involved by joining our email newsletter where you'll get information not found anywhere else. Go to leveldesignpartners.com to sign up. If you found value in this episode, support us by sharing it with someone or leaving a review. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll talk to you next time.